0: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer, brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions, North America-wide. Yeah,
1: Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. A reminder, you can text us at any time at 780 Actually, fine Floor's text line. We will tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup, takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.cr. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Uh, Brendan's recommendation is the Texan until they're forced to trade Sean Watson. There, you have it. Uh, we're lucky to get our next guest on because I know that uh, he was uh, consulted about the... Inauguration uh, down in the United States today in terms of producing that event, but uh, we welcome back to the show John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, home and no payments and no interest for a year. Uh, That's how you build a legacy. Latest Legacy Heating and Cooling. Now, did you put them in contact uh, with John Legend there, Uh, John Shannon? What do you think?
1: No, I was the one who promoted Gaga. I wanted Gaga to do the anthem, so I thought she, you know, she could bring it. Oh hey, but by the way never mind this what's in a texan i want to know because the mediterranean chicken i want to know what's in a texan at the pizza place
0: it's uh cheesy with a little bit of ground beef it's and it's, it's got a, some yeah it's and good. it's got and it's got some hotter stuff with it as well it's got a little it's it's sort of a it's not surprisingly it's sort of like a version of a southwestern pizza yeah good
1: well, i like that i might have to try that i like that i like that good call good call uh
0: John uh we're having a discussion it's it's already I I've had a couple people send in some text today they're already uh, having some fun with us in Toronto at the, and the orders have gotten off to not a great start now we are only four games into the season apparently some somebody on uh, Toronto station yesterday said that at what point does McDavid ask for a trade after the team starts the year one and three neglecting to realize that Edmonton's got about $22 million in cap space. Ken Holland can finally have some maneuverability this summer. Uh, and if he gets really creative, might have as much as $26 million in cap space. Uh, but it's it's part and parcel that comes with it. I mean, it's an all-Canadian division. The Leafs are flying high. They're 3-1. and one. Your thoughts on what we've seen out of Edmonton 1-3? Well,
1: as Connor said in his uh, in his uh, Zoom call today, I mean, the, the world would be different if the power play worked. Wouldn't it I mean you, you you don't go 0 for seven and expect to win uh, in the two games that they were you know in, in Montreal, the two Montreal games, um, you know Montreal is a better team and uh, but but on you know on Monday night if if the power play gets anywhere near what it was in the second half of last year, this is uh, this is a different conversation. The team comes to Toronto two and two, and life is okay. I mean it's so early in the season. Uh, that I, I think that that, that factor um, is, i tell you what, you win a game here in Toronto, and uh, everybody's saying, okay, okay, we're fine, life is good, move on. Um, but we, you know, and Bob, we're kind of guilty of it, and I think fans are guilty of it, is that everybody said this is a tough, tough division, um, and it's 56 games, and you better win every one. Um, you know, the Oilers still have some work to do. There's no doubt about that, but it's not the end of the world yet.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh And, and, and give credit where credit's due. Montreal was really strong in both games. Mark Bergevin had the cap space and the wherewithal to add some significant pieces. Joel Edmondson on defense. Jake Allen, another really good goaltender. I mean, he's got the best starter in the division. Now he's got a really good uh, experience backup in Jake Allen. And at critical times, John, in those two games, Edmonton and Montreal, when the games were one-goal games, and the others were on the power play. The power play wasn't
1: clicking. But who do you need to have as your best penalty killer for Montreal? Your goalie. Well, I mean, you need Carey Price and Jake Allen, and they were they were both kinds. You know, and that, that's uh, and and you know what you you talked about Bergevin being having the the cap space. It, it's not only having it, but using it properly. And to go out and to be able to get two guys that, you know, in the last 48 or 36 months have put their names on the Stanley Cup, like Edmondson and Allen, uh, that's big. That's big. And, you know, that that Edmondson, he's a condor, right? He's one of those guys when yeah. when Hitch had him in St. Louis and you had those four guys with the reach of about nine and a half feet each. I mean, that, that that's phenomenal. And then you had a 60-inch stick on top of it. Holy smokes! And and that's exactly what, for instance, that that what exactly what happened on the Montreal short-handed goal. He reached around Drysaitel, popped it out. and Next thing you know, they're going the other way. Uh, and whether it's Edmondson or Petrie or who, who did that play, uh, I mean, that that's that's the little things that the Oilers have to improve on right now. And I'm sure that that's what Dave Tippett is saying. It's the little stuff, It's not the big stuff. It's the little stuff. We know well, I... we know that there's talent in that top six. We know that they they have the ability, but now they have to start doing the little stuff.
0: All right, John. Just speaking about the bigger defense, and this is why I'm I'm bullish on where Edmonton can get to. Uh, you know, Bouchard. Put it this way. If the Oilers lose tonight, I think Bouchard's in on Friday night. Uh, I'm, I really like Evan Bouchard. I liked his second half in the American Hockey League last year. I like that he reported, I think Ken Holland said eight to nine pounds lighter than last season. Uh, he looks far be it for a guy like me to look at a player from afar and look at body composition, but he does look like, you know, like a, like he's lost a little bit of weight there and he's got more quickness in practice. They've got Broberg coming in here in a couple... It doesn't help in the short term, but they've got Bouchard at six, two and a half, Broberg at 6'4". He's now 6'4". Uh, Sam Rukov, you know, the Canadians are sitting there with Romanov playing with Seska last year. Sam Rukov's playing in the exact same spot in a shutdown role, second pairing. He's 6'3". They've got some bigger defensemen coming to help complement Darnell Nurse, who's a 6'4 D man, and have a chance to grow, but it just isn't here quite yet. That said, They do need the D that are here and that are in right now uh, to settle down a bit in the back end as well. Obviously, they need some support from their forwards. But you know where I'm going here. I thought the D would move the puck better out of the gate than they did. Are you surprised they're having some challenges transitioning?
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, you mentioned Darnell. I think Nurse has to be better. I mean, I I think of, of the six, you know, the six defensemen, and I guess it's the eight guys that have played the position so far, Darnell has to be better. There is a real expectation that this is a growth year for, for Nurse. Um, and, and, you know, he can't, you know, has, has he leveled off again? I know it, there was a, a real complaint when he came out of Sault saint that that first year and a half that he was in the NHL, there wasn't much improvement, and then he made a, then he made a stride. Has he plateaued again? And I think that, that, that to me has to be a concern. But we know he has the talent. And we know he has the ability to, to, to be a difference maker. Certainly he has the size. So that, to me, is one guy that they have to be able to to lean on uh, for a certain part. I also think, you know, I, what what I did like on Monday night was the return of Chris Russell to the lineup. I think that the, he does add stuff, and I suspect that that will be the case again tonight in Toronto.
0: Yeah, um, I have like Cuckoo so far. He's been fine.
1: Yeah, in fact. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I know they've already re-signed Russell for next year. I know they're going to transition Bouchard in for sure by the start of next season. But for me, uh, if Cuckoo keeps playing this way, they have to consider re-signing him. He's, he can obviously play in the NHL. He was second pairing right shot D, in, right shot D with the, the Blackhawks last year. He's been a good ad for Edmonton. Yeah,
1: yeah Well, you know what? Slater became a victim of uh, you know the COVID contract world. Uh, And, uh, you know, just like Mike Hoffman became that victim big time in St. Louis is that, uh, you know, a lot of teams ended up getting to a point in December when they heard the season was going to start. Okay. We're going to have to sign guys. uh, We're going to have to sign them short term. They're going to have to prove themselves. uh, And then we're going to, we might have to pay a little bit more in the off season to keep them for next October. And and Slater just may be that guy. Although I, you know, the caveat there is Bob, it's only four games. Yeah, it's only four games. This team, and again, just going back to what Connor said this morning, this team could could come back from this road trip above five hundred, and all of a sudden things don't look as perilous as they do appear to be today. I don't. I don't think they're perilous. They have to show some patience. The players have to show some patience, and, the, and quite honestly, I think the players have to show a little bit more emotion on the ice.
0: I thought I saw a little bit more quickness, giddy-up in the step for Kyle Turris in the fourth game. Uh, I mean, he's getting drilled. I know what the analytics are. That line's like a 36% on the shots when they're on the ice. they got to at least get up to 46%, 47%. Mm-hmm. Any, anything you observed?
1: Well, I, it, it was the one time I, I was concerned about Harvey, um on that line on Monday night, uh, there were things in the second game against Vancouver that you looked and said, oh, there's Jarvie's well, making strides. And you know, there, He made a couple of really nice plays. I think actually you showed them between periods on television that I thought were really good. Uh, that, to me, was really strong. But I, I didn't see much of the yes on, on the two games against Montreal. And we know he's healthier than he was the first time around. I like the fact that they put him with tourists, who can be a little bit of a leader for him. But Coliardi's got to start using that body. I mean, he, he's built like a Greek god, Bob, uh, and he's got to start being physical with it. And and if he can do that, then that will change a lot of the perspective on that third line.
0: In terms of balance, there's been a lot of discussion in Edmonton. The record last year, again, when Nugent Hopkins was with Dry Settle and Yamamoto, Edmonton went 16-7-5. Your thoughts on RNH based on the morning skate today sticking with McDavid and Cassian as opposed to being reunited with Dry Settle and Yamamoto.
1: Yeah, I think that that goes back to uh, Tippett saying, okay, we're going to give this a chance. We're we're going to we're going to find a way to do it and 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 being patient with it. Um, but at a certain point uh, Dave's going to have to say, okay, we got to go back. And whether it's during the game tonight whether it's you know before the next game, if if things turn sour again, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised that uh, that this experiment, if it doesn't work tonight against the Maple Leafs, that we see something a little different and maybe a little more traditional with Nugent Hopkins, with with Leon and and, and Yamamoto. Uh, in the next game.
0: We're joined by John, Le- uh, John Shannon for Legacy. You,
1: you almost said John Legend, didn't you?
0: I did. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I don't sing as well as John Legend. That I, know guy, you know, I know you find that hard to believe, but I he's,
0: don't. He's an immense talent. There's no question. Uh, what's that song that he does? He does. All of me, is that it? Uh, Anyhow, John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling. Uh, Home and no payments. It was the legacy heating and cooling with the John that got me going there. Home and no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Uh, legacy heating and cooling. All right, I want
1: (laughs) to. You're going to talk your way out of this one, aren't you? You're going to try to talk your way out of making a mistake. It's unbelievable.
0: I make, you know what, I, I make lots of mistakes. I mean, we're at, uh, this is since 2003, so what's that, 18 seasons now? Uh, okay. okay, 17 seasons, multiply that by 225 shows minimum a year. You know, we're up around, you know, 36, 3700 shows, John. I would probably say I made at least uh, four, four or five. Sixty thousand mistakes during that time on the. No, air?
1: Oh Get yeah. out of here! Get I, out of here!
0: I make about Stop fifty. It. I make about fifteen mistakes every night in my house. So that's on a. Well, that's, on no,
1: that, that's different. That's different, Bob. I don't even you know, think my, I've my, t- my, i have Just for the for the for the record, at my house, my wife has announced she's gone on strike. And no longer is no longer cooking. Yes, yeah, no longer cooking going on strike after the holiday season so i'm um, uh you know i'm we've we, we, we got a wild catch strike at my place when it comes to dinner so.
0: uh i haven't won an argument in well how long have i been married 19 years so there you go it's, it's tough to win you know how that goes i am going to ask you a pointed question uh here's the thing canada has different standards for covid uh, than the united states does obviously there's a little bit of you know the state impact on that and the province impact but here's the thing john the whole goalie situation you look at what happened to edmonton toronto and winnipeg and was it fair for the third goalies all three organizations signed guys to one-way deals that used to be the buffer when it came to getting a third goalie through, right? That used to be the buffer. But we had a chain reaction that resulted in New Jersey making a couple claims and, uh, and it, it changed the comp- did they need to maybe have a special caveat for, th- not, and the thing is, John, they had We asked you this the other day, but I'm just going to circle back to it. They had the experience of the NFL with what happened with the Denver Broncos. And is this just one of those things that kind of fell through the crack that maybe people didn't think through? Or should the respective NHL organizations uh, kind of factor this in as well with the, the importance of the third string goalie?
1: Well, I think when you talk about it, and you talk about the domino effect that occurred, how do you think Tommy Fitzgerald feels when Corey Crawford retires? uh because in, in many ways that's where this all began right yep uh, and then how and then all of a sudden Don Waddell in Carolina's got to find a way to get Alex Ovechkin back to the American League or onto his taxi squad um you know some teams some teams have the the the, the tax luxury or the cap luxury um uh, to be able to carry three goalies on their 23 man roster some don't um, you know, at, at a certain point, at a certain point, if you're, if you're the league and you've created these rules, you got to say, hey, suck it up. And it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, there's no way that Kenny Holland was planning on Mike Smith going on the LTIR. Right. Uh, that, 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 those are fluky things that happen. Sometimes luck is bad luck. But that doesn't mean you know, there's a knee-jerk reaction to saying the rules are wrong. They're, they're not wrong. Uh, they were thought through. They were fair, um, and, and then you know things happen, and that's exactly what happened when when the Crawford situation arose. That's what happened when the Smith uh, uh, injury arose. Um, it, it, it's it, it, it's not what happens to you that matters. It's what you do about it that counts. Uh, and we're far from we're far from making a judgment. That okay, everything's done and, and it's going to happen again. Um, and then on top of that, we're still worried about the order of waivers from last season. We aren't dealing with waiver orders from right. this season yet, so things, things will change.
0: I, I yeah, I'm you need worried about it. Okay, well I'm going to give you another example. Like Julius Honka, some might say they're like you look at the Winnipeg Jets. They might be looking to add. There's a you know the the Dallas Stars. In a normal world, it would be an automatic that Julius Honka would be picked up on waivers, I would think. Uh, and maybe Winnipeg might be the team that would pick him up in an effort to... But there is, the, you know, he can't actually help them for another two weeks because of Canadian quarantine issues.
1: Yep, yep. But but again, that's what this year is, Bob. Yeah. You know, that's what this year is. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I mean, talk to Don Waddell today when he's got, what, Four guys in quarantine in the Nashville hotel for ten days. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, it, this is just. I mean, we're waiting for. It, 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 we're waiting for the pandemic to end. We're waiting for it to end, uh, and it's and it's not going to end anytime soon. And I don't suspect it's going to end anytime uh, before the Stanley Cup's given out.
0: John, as always, we appreciate your time. That's hope that maybe there's a little bit better winning percentage for the owners on Monday when we have you back on.
1: Uh, I, I would suspect there is. I, I suspect night, Mr. 97 and Mr. 29 uh, will have better games tonight. Uh, that's the one thing about getting on that airplane last it, yesterday is that they would be a little bit embarrassed about what's going on, and they know they have to face the music.
0: Awesome stuff, John. Appreciate your time.
1: Have a good day, Bob. I'm trying that Texan next time.
0: Hey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? There we go. All right, it is currently 152 in a game day. Miko Koskinen against Freddie Anderson, who, by the way, will be a UFA next year. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers could have 22 million, could have more than that if they uh, perhaps exercise some different options in terms of free agency space. The, uh, the Leafs actually have a million dollars in cap space currently according to my numbers. Uh four players tied up 40 million dollars. Matthews at 11.6, he's in year 2 of a 5-year deal. Tavares at 11 million, he's in year 3 of a 7-year deal. Marner in year 2 of a 6-year deal at 10.9 and William Nylander who had a real good year last year 31 goals at uh, 7.5 million, uh year 3 of a 6-year deal. Muzzin, Riley and Brody all over 5 million bucks for the Leafs. We we are going to head to the stay in Oilers history. Here's Brandon Escott. In
1: 1982, the Oilers set a team record for the fastest four goals in team history. A span of a minute 41, Tom Rolston, Dave Lumley, Wayne Gretzky, Glenn Anderson all scored as the Oilers beat the St. Louis Blues 8-6.
0: How's your Lumley had an
1: unbelievable
0: run in 1981-82. Face-off show is at 3:30 today. Puck drop is at 5 p.m. Myself, it'll be Jack with the call tonight, uh, along with uh, Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. We will be back tomorrow, obviously, with post-game thoughts uh, coming down the pipe on orders now. The first half hour, we've got lots of guests on tomorrow's show, including Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. From Sportsnet and NHL Hockey and Rogers, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service. Uh, we are working on a uh, a special guest for Toronto for tomorrow's show, as well as George LaRock. We will tell you, that coming up uh, this afternoon on the abbreviated version of the 6.30 Chit Afternoons with Jalen Nye, United States President Joe Biden officially sworn into office this morning, assuming the helm of a country reeling from a deep political divide, a battered economy, and a pandemic that has killed more than 414,000 Americans. Jalen Nye will have the very latest on the ground in Washington and a conversation about how the way the new administration may benefit... Canadian interests. Is that XL pipeline, isn't there? It comes up at 2 o'clock after a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back at you at 3.30. So long, everybody. Oilers Now
1: with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad.